Hello and welcome to the next few sections of Notes from a Madman by Chris Russell, copyright 2019. In this podcast, you will hear sections 16 through 18. I uh, appreciate you listening and encourage you to share this important book to as many people as you can. Thank you. In this pod- podcast, we will hear me read about pain, technology and consciousness, and finally, in section 18, a discussion about the world and how you are in it, but you need not be of this world. Again, thank you for listening and share frequently. Section 16. Pain. We all have pain, and there are at least two kinds of pain. The most obvious is physical pain, and we have all experienced this in some capacity in our personal lives. Then there is psychic pain, which manifests differently than physical pain. This kind of pain is from the heart and shows up in one's experiences with the people and things loved. One kind of pain can cause the other, but does not have to, which is to say that physical pain can often lead to psychic pain, but psychic pain does not always lead to physical pain. The exception is when, consciously or unconsciously, the psychic pain felt leads to self-administered physical pain. Thus, acceptance of pain is healthier than resistance of pain because being aware of your pain is the surest way of releasing the energy generated in pain. When pain energy is not released consciously, it is released unconsciously, which usually results in more pain. The self gets into a cycle of wanting to release pain energy and manifesting experiences of pain for its release, but not having release and building up pain energy greater and greater. Eventually the pain energy is too great and the being is forced to release their pain. This can be dangerous. That is an impersonal look at pain, which seems easy to do. I think, though, that the truth is I am writing about pain because I have become familiar with my pain. I want to share my pain, to release it through my writing. This intimate expression of pain is meant to be a learning experience, shared in trust that you who are also feeling the energy of pain, learn that this is not wrong. You are, you are okay in feeling pain. Eventually, you will change and the pain will change or lessen or ultimately end. Let's continue then on a personal level and reveal our pain. I have almost no physical pain now. Even when I stub my toe, 
or have some other accidental movement, my pain is brief and enjoyable. My pain mostly arises from my psyche now. The people and things I love are taken or lost, and I feel the pain of lost love. I have also contacted my inner child, who did have a lot of psychic pain, but did not have permission to express those feelings. I held them inside for almost 50 years. Then I released them all in the summer of 2017 and cried for my lost mom, then my absent mom, and changing stepmoms. I opened up my pain to the level of humanity and cried for all men and women, boys and girls, who have lost their mothers. I'm thankful for this release, for the compassion of feeling lost love of mums and people all around the world and through time who have felt this pain. I am not suffering in either kind of pain. I can have pain without any sense of suffering, yet know that either kind of pain can lead to suffering. <clears throat> suffering is the personal understanding of the pain and acceptance or resistance to the pain being felt. Suffering is purely a psychic thing, thus a mental or inner personal perception of the pain being experienced. Although I still feel lost loves in the capacity of broken relationships, lost my dad to cancer, sister to pharmaceuticals, grandparents to old age, heart failure and arthritis, I lose precious objects crafted by my hands with love for the purpose of serving people in my community. On and on, the feelings of lo lost love goes on. Why is this not felt as suffering? My pain is lessened or ended, ended with their acceptance, which is change. As a conscious and self-aware being, I can understand anything as beneficial. Maybe not okay, if it is very painful or violent and destructive, but with deep awareness comes deep, deep acceptance and an open mind that will come to understand my life and yes, my pain as beneficial. Death is a part of my life. The acceptance of death, both of others and my own, is an expression of deep awareness. Also notice that pain is a part of my love. The same with death life acceptance, the acceptance of pain in my love does not mean that love is pain. Life is more than our deaths and love is more than our pains. In this way, I am able to open up my mind to all experiences and people in love and allow the hurt of pain to flow through me. I allow my body, both physical and psychic, to respond to this experience consciously with love. It is with the ego which is fear-based, that suffering is felt through ego defenses and a myriad of other psychic variables, the hurt of life, loss, and death are resisted, leading to personal suffering. I see now how my interpretation and response to physical pain is being replicated in the psychic body.
I'm not taking those losses of love personally. I'm not identifying myself with these feelings. I am not. I am my responses to feelings, not the feelings themselves. I become who is responding to the feelings generated in the experiences I have with people. As I respond in love, then I become, this is interchange, that which I do and think, say and feel. As I react in fear, then I remain that which I do and think and say and feel. Seen in this light, pain is an exploration of who I am, love or fear. When I feel pain and know that I am acting in love, because acting in fear is very different, almost the norm, I am thankful that I can choose love and have these feelings. I am grateful that I can feel the pain of love's loss, for it allows me to show more love with people I know in this life and things I have and use. Funny though how it seems that the same as death can mean the end of life, so too it seems that pain is the end of love. Why is that? It's not a direct or single experience of pain, but a gradual accumulation of pain perceived from your beloved will make that love harder to feel and express. Thus, pain is the ultimate end of romantic love between people, but spirit love will always continue. I must choose at some point in my life whether to react to life, love, death and pain with my ego or as spirit. Death is the true end of your life, but will never be the end of life. These energies are forever giving to each other, making the one all the more sweeter for the other's very existence. In this way, or understanding, I am able to embrace both life and love. By choosing to recognize my ego for what it is, a physically based, time-bound entity, and remember my original being, which is spirit, I become aware of a beautiful universe filled with people, intelligence, nature, and wonder. My pain is accepted, as is my death. My suffering is forgotten, and my feelings become natural, informational, guiding me to fulfill my purpose. Notes from a Madman, Section 17. Technology and Consciousness. Multiple things to say right now. Must choose right. Just kidding. But there are too many things to write about. Think about it. People have been writing for a long time. We are still writing, now maybe more than ever. In addition to all of the older ways to write out ideas, we now have the internet, self-publishing, and books like this, which are being published online, and now as a podcast. There are a lot of easy ways to express yourself in writing and be heard by anyone. 
Then I noticed something that is all around me in my daily life that compelled me to write about it rather than technology. It's subtle because you have to be sensitive to feelings to see it, yet it has a lot of psychic power. I see it all the time in all kinds of situations. I noticed that people are in a dark place in their minds and are struggling to perceive people or things as light. People's perceptions are shaped by and interpreted through dark feelings. There is a lack of love between people and for people and things. Now I ask, the feelings we have are under whose control? Are they under our own control? If not, who is controlling our feelings and thoughts? How different are thoughts from feelings? Do they affect one another? I think that they do affect one another. As mentioned earlier, when talking about the laws of attraction, positive thoughts will create positive feelings and vice versa. Thoughts and feelings are different, and I wish to examine their difference briefly now. Thoughts are potentially under our personal control, and so are feelings. At the same time, both our thoughts and feelings are influenced by each other, and the people and circumstances that surrounds each of us. Thoughts can be put into our minds through the technologies we now wield. Mass media is a form of thought control. And because our feelings are so connected to our thoughts, our feelings are also being controlled by this mass media. Things like TV, movies, books, magazines, and now the internet are powerful tools of thought control. Music is a bit more complex, especially with the inclusion of vocals in the music. I will say here that music infuses the feelings of the song with thoughts through their lyrics. So do movies and any visual media include feelings because we are emotionally moved with images and sounds. To control your thoughts completely may be almost impossible because of the mass exposure we all have to this modern media machine. That is why choosing to have your own thoughts is choosing not to expose yourself to these modern forms of thought control. It takes real discipline to control your thoughts. And not only do we have to be aware of what we are thinking on a regular basis, but we must edit and screen the materials we watch through the modern technologies we have access to now in the 21st century. There is a dance between personal control of our thoughts and feelings and having them controlled by external forces. To take control of your mind means choosing to watch television, to not watch television blindly. Watch less, watch uplifting shows, watch educational and honest shows, and don't watch meaningless shows that promote violence, fear, and hatred. That means the news and any site that promotes senseless violence sarcasm and prejudice. Don't pay attention to any advertising because it is all meant to control your mind and how you make purchases 
through manipulation of your feelings and injecting false thoughts into your head. This kind of discipline will lead you to having more personal control of your own mind. The irony is that after gaining the discipline to block out the mass media influences, you start to want to let your mind be one with spirit, thus transforming your mind into capital M mind. What about feelings? Will this kind of discipline create better feelings? Partially yes, but not completely. Another mental skill that needs to be built and strengthened is to accept all feelings. Also to be able to shield yourself from negative feelings and interpretations of feelings. A re-education takes place and now there are no bad feelings. It's the emotions that can be interpreted good or bad, not feelings. The inner visceral sensations throughout the body is natural. Then learning that emotions are thoughts specifically about feelings. Thinking about feelings is called emotions. And this is how you control the emotions by realizing that they are thoughts about feelings. The feelings do not change as you start to interpret feelings as love. The emotions do change as you start to interpret feelings in love. Negativity is not avoided. It is overcome with love. Section 18 from Notes from a Madman. You are in this world, but you need not be of this world. I have another question. Carlos Castaneda presented his anthropology studies on Don Juan in a series of books from 1968 to 75 in The Teachings of Don Juan, A Yaki Way of Knowledge. Copyright 1968. Castaneda introduces the way of the warrior, which is a knowledge based interpretation of human perception and altered states of consciousness. My question is, can this belief system and way of living be done in the modern city? In the books that Castaneda wrote, the setting was outside of the city and there seemed to be no need for money. Food and shelter and transportation was all taken care of either by the author's income at the University in California or the small community of locals in the desert of Sonora State in Mexico, where most of the knowledge and experiences were taught and learned. I think it can be done, but the problem is that living in the city binds you to money and the need to make money. Those with lots of money have the potential to change but not the inner motivation. The very rich tend to stay attached to their ability to make money, thus are not likely to change their inner being. Then those with very little money tend to be held in place where they are. Their need for money just to keep afloat in the money-based system of city living keeps them bound. Their attention will not shift from the demands of the city to make money. 
This conundrum of being in the world, but not of the world, is found in all spiritual teachings. It certainly has to do with money in modern times, because everything is controlled by the use of money today. Take for instance my new community home I am envisioning. I cannot afford to live in this big home without a lot of money. The goal is to create space for people to pursue inner healing, growth, and spiritual awareness. This is basically a spiritual project with a deep psychological awareness of the power of mind, the vulnerability of the heart, and the neglect of the soul or personal spirit. How am I to remain, to remain true to my inner calling and make enough money to maintain the basic needs for the facility, plus our personal needs for food, clothes, and creativity? I have seen what happens when I lose sight of my vision and start to act in fear and a feeling of desperation because I know I can't afford this house by myself. I attract the wrong people and lose money anyways. I have learned recently how maintaining my faith and spirit and my trust in the abundance of love is the best way to keep this vision alive. The issue has been addressed. In the Bible, when Jesus pulls money out of a fish, and turns water to wine and vending tables over in the city. Spirit was teaching, give to the system what is theirs and we will trust in God to provide our needs even when they are connected to the world. I am not creating this community. I am being available to the spirit to manifest unity, peace, intent, love, abundance and purpose. Getting back to the original question, yes, living the life of a warrior in the city is possible. The warrior is not very different from the monk, the prophet, visionary, and innovator who wants to make a change for humanity. To stay true to your vision demands faith and trust in the power of love. To become fearful, fearful or act in desperation is to fall back into ego. This I saw recently with direct experience and as I shifted back into love and shared in love my situation with other like-minded people, we offered love to this situation. Soon it was gone, like it was not even there. Now I need to trust that I am being a vessel of spirit of the spirit of love as I let go of my ego and trust in love. The spirit will take care of my needs, even those attached to this world. I can be in the world, but not of this world, in service to humanity on this world.